Welcome back to Bringing Down the House, a podcast of Iowa Heartland Habitat for Humanity. Have you ever considered how income may affect a person's ability to purchase environmentally friendly and energy efficient solutions for their home? I'm Allie Parrish, Executive Director of Iowa Heartland Habitat, and today on Episode 6 of Season 2, Building Community, Jacqueline and I will be visiting with Ashley Kraft, Program Director for the University of Northern Iowa's Green Iowa AmeriCorps Program, a longtime partner of Iowa Heartland Habitat for Humanity. You don't want to miss learning more about their very important environmental work in our community and across the state. Thank you for tuning in and please join our local mission by volunteering your time or making a financial or materials donation. More information can be found on our website at webuildhabitat.org or by following Iowa Heartland Habitat for Humanity on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Well, hello, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us again here on another edition of Bringing Down the House. I am your co-host, Ja'Kalen Madison. Oh, yeah. I had to do that for myself woo, since woo. other people struggle. Oh, now she wants to give me woos. <laughs> I'm going crazy today. Now, <laughs> now she wants to give me my woos. Uh, I am joined alongside my wonderful, talented, beautiful co-host, the executive director of the Iowa Heartland Habitat for Humanity, Miss Allie Parrish. What is up, Ja'Kalen? Oh, yeah. Can I get a woo? <laughs> we are full of it today. We really are. It's because it's just, I don't know. I'm just ready for like a nice little week. Weekend, oh, yeah. some vacation time. Yes. Uh, also, did anyone ever have you ever seen the movie Shrek Two? Um, I'm sure I have. I don't remember it right off the top of my head, but I know I've seen multiple Shreks. Okay. So yes. Well, the Why? Fairy, what is it? Well, the fairy godmother when she goes when she it's at the end uh, at the like oh. the ball. She goes, "Can I get a whoop whoop?" <laughs> and they go, "Whoop whoop." That's kind of what I was channeling. I was channeling yes. my inner fairy godmother. Yes, you, ladies you and ought gentlemen. to. I love that. I mean, I am one. Yeah. I mean, I mean you're mine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Allie. That's yes. all I've been hoping for. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, like, I am happy now. I am now <laughs> Allie's fairy godmother. Which, truthfully, what more is there to accomplish? I mean, life? really nothing. If I you mean, have reached that status, ladies and gentlemen. There is nothing. What more is there to accomplish? <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, we can just end it here. I mean, we're done. Let's go home. Let's okay, go home. All right, good. bye. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. We, we, we can't do that. We, we got bills to pay. Uh, and we have a wonderful special guest that we wanted to hear from. I'm super excited about our guest today, too. Yeah, no, yeah. Our, guest is, our guest is pretty awesome. So, well, we will, we will get to all that a little bit later. But before we do that, let us head into our mission moment, shall we? Great. Irv Tiller, a dear, faithful construction volunteer, passed away in April. He was one of our regulars and had been for many, many years. If you knew Irv, you loved Irv. He was positive, upbeat, friendly, and always had a smile and a hug for you. The regulars became his second family. The staff adored him. He was a big supporter of Habitat. He and his wife Donna went on the Sights and Bites bus tour in 2019 and Irv got teary talking about what Habitat meant to him. Irv requested memorials come to Habitat and boy did his family and friends re respond to his request. I am the person who does the deposits and the pages of memorials to Habitat in memory of Irv was amazing. Irv was a blessing to Habitat and is missed dearly, but he left a legacy of love and hope to future Habitat homebuyers. 
That was uh, Christy Rizanki, our executive assistant, or the exec- I say R as if like I work there, I don't work there, but our, the executive uh, assistant of Habitat, and uh, wow, Irv. I know, I know, um, I know, she's uh, the best, and he was the best, so um, he just, you know, it, it really was true, anytime you'd walk into a room and Irv was there, uh, he would give you a warm hug and a smile and, and want to chat for a little while, and he just, you know, stayed on your heart, and, and I think... What was really cool was just how much the families meant to him. A lot of times you, you don't always get to interact with the volunteers. And when you do, you don't always get to know uh, what their motivations are for mm-hmm. coming out all the time, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which you you have to believe that they're all in the same boat as Irv was. Um, yeah. But just how much she cared about the people. That, that, that's wonderful. And volunteers, we've talked about it before. Volunteers mm-hmm. are so important. But when you're going to volunteer, uh, like someone like her, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, those guys are, they don't come, they don't come often. And not only was he, did he have a positive impact on Habitat during his life, the memorials and the um, amazing impact he had after his life as well. That, yes. that speaks to his character and what people thought of him. So Absolutely. Yep. That, that was wonderful. And we, we love that. And we, we love Irv and thank you, Christy. And uh, what, what a great way to, to start off today's conversation yeah. uh, with our, our special guest as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I am very excited. Now, I don't have as deep a relationship as you do uh, or as our producer, Nora, does as well. <laughs> Hopefully she tells us some stories about Nora. Oh, I'm, some I'm, dirt on Nora. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get the dirt. <laughs> That's that's this is going to be an investigative inter- journalism interview right now. Ooh. I'm trying to get the dirt. That's all I'm saying because Nora, she's been coming for me lately in these episodes, and I'm not too much of a fan of that. But we'll see what happens. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, it, it gives me great honor to introduce uh, to you our outstanding guest uh, today. She is the program director for the University of Northern Iowa's Green Iowa AmeriCorps. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ashley Kraft. Thanks for having me. Look at Excited her. to be here. Look at her coming in with that energy. <laughs> she's like, literally, she's like, I've never done this before. I don't know. And she's like, hey, Turns everybody. It on. I'm Ashley. <laughs> How we doing? Shout out. Like, I'm just living my best life right now on this I, Friday afternoon with all of you. So I love thanks it. for having me. Look at that. Well, Ashley, welcome uh, welcome to the show. Uh, Ashley, my first question uh, for you is, how is Nora? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Listen, if you work with Nora the same way that we do, Nora is fantastic. Gives you, like, no dirt. So we don't have, you know, anything Obviously, juicy to she really did share. Not, she she did, is as good for us as she is for you. She did not yep. work with Nora the same way that I work with Nora. <laughs> she's changed so much. She's been with us then, I guess. I think our guests don't, or our audience doesn't even know why we're even talking about Nora no. right now. Should you shed a little light on that, sir? I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> Nora just, no, there's a lot, Allie. No, it's, it's, she used to be with Green Iowa no, America. That's, yes. no, 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 that's why no. we're Nora. talking about <laughs> no, this. No, Allie, no, we need, like, this will be another episode. <laughs> We'll discuss it. We'll have Nora's well, own episode. Okay, Nora 2.0. Yeah, there Fine. we go. Nora, there we okay. go. But no, Nora did, yes, Nora did work with the AmeriCorps, the Green Iowa AmeriCorps, so I'm sure that we will discuss a little bit of that, yeah. a little bit of that later, but in all seriousness, Ashley, go ahead and just kind of give us a background on what 
is the whole Green Isle AmeriCorps. Sure, yeah. So I've been fortunate the past uh, 10 years to direct Green Iowa AmeriCorps, which is an AmeriCorps state program that operates here in Iowa, focused as an environmental stewardship organization. So really keyed into thinking about Iowa's environmental stewardship issues and how those show up in communities throughout the state. And we're really focused on providing direct service, so really boots on the ground support for tackling environmental issues here, environmental education, and then community outreach, you know, really engaging volunteers, engaging organizations, and kind of working alongside our communities um, to get people excited, to get them knowledgeable about, um, you know, the environmental issues that we're facing not only here in Iowa, but throughout our country and obviously globally. And so our program operates out of the University of Northern Iowa and the Center for Energy and Environmental Education, which we like to think of as a great environmental hub here in the Cedar Valley. You know, it houses a lot of local food programming, other energy programming, and we've really been focused on, for our history, a lot of energy efficiency work, a lot of resource um, management, and then really a lot of education and community engagement. So that's been at the heart of our program since we began in 2009, and we've been able to engage great people like Nora along the way. We've had over 500 AmeriCorps members serve with our program for different lengths of time coming to Iowa from you know, our local communities and all over the country to come and serve, gain great work experience. Um, and a lot of them have been able to work alongside Habitat, too, as, as part of their service experience. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of a, a snippet, you know, but really an AmeriCorps program is a great way for communities to have services leveraged out to, to tackle kind of their most critical critical needs. Yeah. And, you know, the AmeriCorps program has been, um, you know, there's so many different facets to to AmeriCorps that I think folks don't even really understand um, what it even is. And I certainly didn't when I first started with Habitat. Um, but we've been really fortunate to work with AmeriCorps members, you know, that come and serve a term with us actually even at our um, affiliate and, you know, maybe are on the construction site or work in the office doing different things. And then also having a partnership like Green Iowa AmeriCorps AmeriCorps come and, and come out on the build site and things like that. So how does that fit into your program? Why, why uh, you know, why do your folks come out and, and volunteer with us? Sure. Yeah. Well, I think a big part of it in the very beginning was the mutually beneficial relationship between Habitat having solid, consistent volunteers for their builds and, um, you know, knowing that they could count on members coming each week, that we're becoming more and more skilled in those construction areas throughout the year. I think that was really helpful for the Habitat side of things. For us on the Green Iowa side of things, you know, Habitat was such a strong partner and advocate for our program in the very early days of us getting started. And so, you know, having those strong community partnerships that we knew were going to be a great experience for our members was going to be really important to build in the capacity of other organizations that are in our communities too and build those strong networking relationships was really important. And then I think, you know, on a very practical side of things, we wanted our members to know how a house was put together. From an energy, an energy efficiency perspective, they're going into all different types of houses throughout our community you know, assessing them for their efficiency, trying to figure out how they can make improvements to those spaces. And when you're putting a house together, you very clearly can understand the importance of air sealing, you know, the importance of the right installation of doors and windows and insulation. And so from a very practical perspective, we also really wanted our members to understand how a house was put together so that they could more practically approach that when they're out in our communities trying to make homes more efficient. When we talk about like AmeriCorps, there's also like 
separate programs under right. this big umbrella as well. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I'll do my best. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, AmeriCorps is a national organization, and actually its history is based back in the Civilian Conservation Corps of, like, the 1930s New Deal policy. It's been along for, uh, around for a really long time. And in the early 90s, the Corporation for National and Community Service was created, which is where AmeriCorps lives. And AmeriCorps essentially has three distinct branches. AmeriCorps VISTA, which is really focused on poverty alleviation, uh, VISTA standing for Volunteers in Service to America. And that really started in the 60s with the War on Poverty. Um, so a lot of the VISTA organizations or VISTA programs you'll see are really focused on poverty alleviation programs. So working a lot with low-income um, projects, food security, those sorts of things. Um, and so that's a year-long service term that members will engage in, partner with organizations very similar to your own, um, United Ways and different nonprofit mm-hmm. organizations, universities. And then we have AmeriCorps State and National, which is what Green Iowa is. Green Iowa is an AmeriCorps state program, which means that we operate just in the state of Iowa. So there isn't, you know, Green Montana AmeriCorps, Green Michigan AmeriCorps. Our program just exists here. And we are kind of a unique hybrid of uh, a VISTA and the next one that I'll talk about, an NCCC, where our members are doing a lot of capacity building work. Um, They're also doing a lot of direct service work, too. They also have a lot of variety in the service links that members can serve. So our members come to us and they serve with us for an 11-month position, but we also have summer programs. You know, there's other AmeriCorps state programs out there that might be six months of service or nine months of service. So there's a little bit more flexibility in how those programs are arranged. And then you have AmeriCorps NCCC, which is really um, kind of what I refer to as like the AmeriCorps Army, where they are in these groups of eight to 12 people, and they're doing a ton of uh, direct service work, really all direct service work. So they are located regionally. We've been really fortunate here in Iowa. There's only five campuses for NCCC across the entire country, and Vinton, Iowa is actually one of them, which is between here and Cedar Rapids. And so we've had a lot of opportunity to work with NCCC members, um, but they're doing a lot of disaster response efforts, and they're doing a lot of six- to eight-week projects that are dealing with a lot of, like, trail building, disaster recovery, those sorts of things in a region that they're serving in. Yeah, and, and just as a side note, NCCC was really instrumental for us last year during COVID when a lot of the other volunteers couldn't come out for various different reasons. And that was one group that we were able to secure and came and worked with us for a, a longer term period and, and really was really helpful for us to be able to keep building, which was awesome. When we think about Green Iowa AmeriCorps, um, one thing that's been interesting to me to learn is that there's three different kind of tracks that you guys help with or, or focus areas for you, however you would describe that. But can you explain some of that to us as well? Yeah, absolutely. So when we started in 2009, our traditional Green Iowa AmeriCorps program was focused predominantly on energy efficiency efficiency and community engagement. And that was really the bread and butter of our program uh, up until 2017. And we continued to look at environmental issues in the state and saw some gaps, essentially, of where we felt like there were more services that could be provided by us. And so we did some planning grants and built out our program. And in 2017, we launched an additional branch to our program called Sustainable Schools. So our traditional program is now called Energy and Community and is still focused on a lot of the traditional work that we do. It's also the group that comes and work with Habitat most frequently. And that is really focused still on energy efficiency, residential services, environmental education, community outreach. And our Sustainable Schools branch is really taking that that focus and bringing it into a K-12 school district. 
district. And so, you know, we looked at communities having sustainability coordinators, colleges having those, but really not having anything like that in K-12 settings where people are spending a lot of their time and energy. And so we built that branch to really help school districts, especially all the rural school districts in Iowa, focus on operation improvements to help them save money Mm -hmm. and make that school safer, more efficient, and then also focusing on environmental education. We've had members who have built outdoor classrooms, have written grants for tree plantings, for solar installation, who have developed, you know, green clubs and, you know, engaged high school students in service experiences too. So Sustainable Schools was the next big branch that we built. And then in 2018, we developed the land and water steward track of our program. And that's really focused on, you know, the significant water quality and quantity issues that we see here in the state of Iowa. We saw, you know, we've been demolished here in the Cedar Valley by flooding in 08, and we're continuing to see it more and more. And so that's a a track that's really focused on resource management. And so they're partnered with great agencies throughout the state of Iowa that are already doing a lot of this work and helping to kind of increase that mission work. Um, So they do a lot of, you know, rain garden installations, uh, water quality testing, tree planting, working with a lot of different organizations throughout the state that host them. Um, And our members are really tackling some of those uh, bigger water quality quantity resource management topics. And so a little closer to home, when we talk about our community specifically, what are some of the the big issues that you guys are trying to focus on and, and, and tackle and improve on? Yeah, sure. So here in the Cedar Valley, I know I think we are able, we have one branches, all branches are located here in the Cedar Valley. So we're really fortunate to be partnered with Blackhawk Colony South Waste, Cedar Falls Community School District. Nice. We have land and water steward members at the Tallgrass Prairie Center and at our center on campus. So, and we have an energy and community team here too, obviously. And so the nice thing is we've been able to kind of comprehensively tackle the Cedar Valley by having these three branches. And I think here in, in Waterloo, Cedar Falls, I think there's certainly issues connected to housing, which you all know and are very familiar with. And from our perspective, it's the efficiency of a lot of that housing, right? So being able to improve homes efficiency that so that people aren't paying more in utility bills than they are in rent, right? Or having people who have to open up their oven in the winters to try and heat their homes because they can't afford to pay mm. their utility bills, right? Those are significant issues that we see here, right where we live. And I think, you know, from a, a school's perspective, you know, continuing to make improvements in things like not having recyclable lunch trays and not having water stations and um, having composting options, right? There's all these minor improvements that really sometimes you just need a person to be a point to kind of get those things rolling. And that's what we're really hoping. And I think water quality and quantity issues are significant for this state and the Cedar Valley isn't any different, especially here in 08. We were significantly impacted by flooding and that trend isn't going anywhere, I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think everything that you guys are doing is, is so crucial right now. I mean, it's definitely a topic of many conversations that you hear out there, um, but it's also just it's just responsible and so good to know that we have a group like yours in our community that's working so hard on these things. And one of the things that you touched upon was energy efficiency of the home in particular. And obviously, it's it's something that we're interested in. But but also, I just I, I think just being a, a citizen, I didn't really think about some of these things and, and embarrassingly so, but just how how many barriers there are for families to be able to afford their housing and and then also to be able to afford you know the pricier sometimes more energy efficient solutions that are out there can you speak to that a little bit about what maybe some of those families are facing yeah absolutely i think you know predominantly when we're looking at families or households that are maybe low income they're more likely seeking out rental properties as you guys know it's a harder harder situation to buy your own home which you guys are fantastic 
fantastic in helping with, but typically that means that they're in rental properties that maybe aren't well maintained and that that landlord isn't concerned with the utility bills because they're not paying them. And so we see again and again low-income families that are paying more than their rent in utility bills to try and heat and cool their home. And so, you know, housing is one of those essential needs for all people and and keeping it hot and keeping it cool is also an essential component for it being important for their family and so I think with all environmental things a lot of times the the better option is the more expensive option and so continuing to provide them with services like energy audits and weatherization that can try and lighten that burden that financial burden so that they can either reallocate that funding into more critical essential needs is going to be important or save up to be able to make some of those larger ticket item improvements. But I think energy efficiency is a place that's so often overlooked. It's something that we just kind of deal with. And I think that's it's true sometimes with all environmental issues is that the costlier thing is a lot of times more environmentally responsible, more durable. And a lot of times people have to resort to the cheaper, quicker option when they're in a circumstance where they don't have the funding or time to be able to be concerned with it. So I think, yeah, the work that Habitat is doing is incredible in creating affordable housing for families. And I like to think that our program is also really trying to make an impact to help people save money. And, you know, your home is the most sacred space that you have, right? So making sure that it's safe, making sure that it's affordable um, and it's somewhere that you can call home is really important. And I think that's that's part of our mission work too. Yeah, I mean, so when we think about it, you know, you talked about what your team does in the sense of an energy audit. We talk about weatherization. I think those are terms that people hear nowadays, but honestly don't really have a clue sure. what they actually <laughs> yeah. mean. Yeah, foreign language. When, yeah, when, for a lot of people. when you're talking energy audit, when you're talking weatherization, what does your team actually do? Sure. So a big part is understanding that when our members come in, our team of members, they're all heavily trained in how to perform energy audits and weatherization, which is a really big workforce development piece of our program too. So training people to go on beyond our program and and be hired in in well-paying energy efficiency jobs. But an energy audit is essentially us coming into your home and doing a walkthrough assessment to identify where air leaks are happening, where you could make improvements to energy efficiency measures like your lighting or your uh, low-flow water aerators, Um, and then actually running something called the blower door test would actually identifies the leaks in your home. So thinking about leaks around your doors and your windows and your attic access, we actually can identify those and then take the proper steps to seal them using things like caulk or spray foam, um, rigid foam, those sorts of things. So not huge costly measures, but a lot of times people just don't know where to start and don't have the time, money, physical ability to make some of these improvements on their own. So that audit is really just a roadmap to tell us about your home and what improvements can be made. And I think the other thing that's really important about an energy audit is we also do a lot of safety testing. So we'll go down and we'll check your furnace and we'll check your water heater. We'll see how much how much insulation you have in your attic. So often we find gas leaks. We find you know improper combustion of a water heater or a furnace or some health issues. Realistically, that you know if it's a person who's older and can't physically get into their basement or somebody who just isn't knowledgeable about those things, it can become a real safety concern. And so that's another really important part about an energy audit is actually making sure that your mechanicals are are functioning properly. And then the weatherization is really just us tackling the things that we find. And the nice thing about our program is that all of these services are completely free, the audit and the weatherization. So the nice thing is that that doesn't come at any financial burden to the person who's receiving those services, which is really great. So yeah. Can I call you? Yeah, please do. Yes. Okay. We would love it. Yeah. We have locations all over the state of Iowa um, and here in the Cedar Valley and really relies on people knowing about these services becomes really important because obviously a resource is only as valuable as how it's utilized. And so, yeah, give us a call. 
All right. Well, I'm calling you. Uh, <laughs> right now. Calling us right now. Yeah. I'm literally like on my phone dialing. Why aren't you answering, Ashley? We hear Pick my up. phone ringing from my bag embarrassingly <laughs> during ring, the podcast. Ring, 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 ring. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Turn your phone off. I'm professional by me. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I, I want to ask you before we let you go is sure. you've been doing this job since 2010, correct? Yeah. So that's eleven years, if my math is accurate. Yep. What has? I mean, that's that's a, that's a, a big span of time. Talk about some of the, the the just the positive impact that you have seen from from uh, from AmeriCorps. Yeah. Well, I think you know, I think a bigger understanding of Green Iowa AmeriCorps and the services we provide has been really helpful because I think, you know, with all services, being a trusted resource is something that's really important. And in the early days, you know, no one really knew who we were or even what we did. And so it was really that slow burn of gaining trust from the community, from other partners, Mm -hmm. from our utility companies. You know, all those things have kind of taken leaps and bounds, and that's allowed us to reach a lot more people, which is significant. Uh, And I think we've also really expanded the way that we've been able to collaborate. You know, Habitat is, again, one of our earliest partners. So we've been able to work with them from from before I was even here 11 years ago. They've been kind of the first people at the table. But since that time, we've been able to expand out and collaborate more with, you know, the university, with the Volunteer Center, with the Hearst Center, with the Arboretum, you know, with all these different YMCA, YWCA, all these different really integral, important community hubs here in the Cedar Valley. And I think... By building those connections, we're all able to accomplish more. And I think we've seen a lot of that. A lot of those networks grow and become more impactful. And I think just continuing to adapt to what the community needs is really big. You know, that's so key. And and um, just listening to, listening to you talk, knowing all the different groups that really honestly you kind of rely on to help you, you know, spread the word, to make connections to all those things. And, and I know I've said this before, probably people get sick of it. But, you know, we get criticized in the nonprofit sector a lot that we're siloed, that we don't collaborate, that we kind of just are there doing our own thing. And and I guess, you know, that's why I love this, this season and really love uh, partnerships like yours. But really just to really speak to that we do partner. Yes, we do collaborate and we wouldn't survive without it in so many different ways. So I love to hear all the different partnerships that you just mentioned that you guys have that you really rely on to help your program get the word out and and be successful, which is what we do, too. So we love that. We do love that. And we thank you for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Ashley Graft of... (laughs) I know. I feel like I was like <laughs> introducing you at like the Oscars. Or I, something. Know. I don't know why. Uh, like yeah. that was kind of dramatic. Felt very important. Ladies yes. and gentlemen, please welcome <laughs> Ashley Kraft. It's why I'm so embarrassed every time he kicks off our podcast, and I like sound like I should be like walking down some kind of like I don't know runway slash gym for a basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> a runway. That's and an gym. Iowa reference. That's right, an Iowa reference exactly, right there. Literally, <laughs> Ali Parrish. She's the she's the point guard for the Iowa Heart. For crying out loud, I would never be the point guard. You know how tall I am. This is true. I was always a, oh, for center. Pete's sake. Center, yeah. center, center, yeah. Allie, center. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, Ashley Kraft, the program director for the University of Northern Iowa's Green Iowa AmeriCorps. Thank you, Ashley, so much for sharing your time with us today. Uh, I, I have another question for you, though. Yeah. Do you want to stick around for some trivia? I would love it. Good. You really didn't have a say because I'm I'm blocking the it's door. It's true. I can't get to the door from you here, really, so I'm stuck. You, I'm stuck with trivia. You really let's can't. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring a, a former employee for uh, AmeriCorps, Nora. Nora! 
Oh man, I don't know why people are trying to find dirt on me. I don't think there is any. But... There is dirt. <laughs> no, I want to know if you can tell me how many gallons of water the average American family uses each year. Oh wait, I think I was on that was on my water bill one year. I'm sure. The average oh, number man. of gallons. gallons of water. Okay, well oh. I take like thirty. Can we get like a multiple choice? Maybe? No, you cannot. <laughs> 30-minute showers, folks. Okay, Okay. don't at me. Now, now I'm going to have all of these like conservationists coming at me. You only need to take a three-minute lukewarm shower. No, I put on a full concert. <laughs> and I am the oh opening act Lord. and the closing act. <laughs> a full concert? Literally. Okay, okay. Real talk, though. Real talk. Don't For those of you out there, like... Like message us somehow. Do you not have to like have a playlist? Like I have like a shower. Thank you. Like I have to look and see. Okay, what songs I want to listen to, and then like I perform them. Like I'm just sitting there soaping up my my scalp because I really don't have hair, (laughs) and I'm just like I'm every woman calling me anything you want them, baby. Like it is a full. On We're getting concert. a clear shot, yo. Right, like, your, is it this one right now? You can see it. You can see it. But, like, you have to. And, like, I, it's not like I'm trying to, like, waste water. I'm just trying, it's relaxing, okay? Sure. Don't judge. That's why my shower is silent. I don't, I need quiet. No. You party in the shower. And then sometimes you slip and fall, but that's a story for a different day. At least right. now we know the green tip. If you want to have shorter showers, silence. Is the way to go. <laughs> or a shorter playlist. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't go through all of Aretha Franklin's greatest hits. Maybe just, like, stick to a few of them. There you go. You yeah. know, like, Perfect. respect. You can throw proud. Whitney from time to time. Whitney, oh, Whitney, I mean, you really get in there, though. Oh, yeah. And then sometimes when you hit that, and I, you just have all this water hitting your mouth, too. Okay, hold on. We have a question. I don't oh. remember what it was. How many, how many gallons of water does the average American household go through a year, correct? Okay. This one's tough. <laughs> she likes to try to embarrass us with right. these evil questions. Oh my gosh, you have flipped your paper over. Yeah, because I'm done. So Ashley, as do I our... have to answer first? Yes, you're our as guest. The guest. Oh my gosh, I didn't write it down. Um, I don't know. Like what? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's gotta be like over a million. It's gotta be so much. I bet. <laughs> It's like, it's, it's like, it's like, I was going to say, it's like Ashley, uh, Ali's uh, Taj Mahal over here. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with a hundred thousand. So Ashley says a million. I think people are the most. Yeah. I mean, but I'm also a little jaded. Obviously. Again, over here. Uh, <laughs> She's like, they use all the water. I'm over here taking half hour shower. So of course. Yeah. It's a family of you. Just a whole bunch of you. Where I'm. I'm going to be the lowest without going over. <laughs> she said if it's a family of you. Oh, my God. That was great. Okay. And Ali said you said 100,000. Okay. So I don't know why, but I said 20,000. Okay. I said 20,000. All right, Nora, bring it in. Where are we at? All right. We are at 109,500. Yes. 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 This Restored is rigged. Destroyed my faith in Today humanity. Today is my day. This is rigged. I meant 200,000. I meant, yeah, I meant 200,000. You did not. It's my day, okay? <laughs> Let me have this moment. Allie, what is it? What do you mean it's your day? It's September. I got it right. Oh, well, okay, fine. We'll let her have this moment. 
this magic moment. <laughs> okay, I'm in a mo. We need to go. We <laughs> There is a lot going on. Uh, for really a hundred thousand. What 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 uh what what's the source on that, Nora? Do we talk to like Waterloo Waterworks? Like who are what agency? We need a we need facts. He, he doesn't want me to be right this bad. He's needing to fact check this thing. I, yeah. I'm gonna go look at my water bill. I'm gonna go look at my water statement. I'm, I am. If That'll it, be next episode. It's just working yourself through. All my utilities. <laughs> I'll, I'll have that energy audit done by then, too. Hopefully, we can, we'll can. we just go through all of it. We'll just see what the state of Ja'Kalen's home next. I'm bringing down the house. There you go. Let's not. It's, it's, probably, it's probably a lot of things I need to do. Allie, well, we might have to talk. Yeah, okay. <laughs> does okay. the board get a discount? How does I this don't work? know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we, we, we need to go. We, we, we are having way too much fun. But, uh, Ashley, seriously, thank you so very much for joining us. It was a pleasure having you. Thanks for having me. Uh, yes, yes. Come back and visit us sometime. You bet. Yeah. Nora, we'll figure that out with you. Uh, outside of that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, I have been Ja'Kalen Madison. She has been Allie Parrish. Uh, we hope to see you right back here next time at the same place you found us. Take care.